We begin today the Gemara in the last few words and Da'af Chavches Amit Beis. So this is the sugya that discusses the concept of kavana in mitzvahs. Specifically, we were talking about matzah and then about kiyashayfer, if you have to have kavana or not. So now the Gemara continues with another halacha regarding kavana. Amalei Rabzeira L'Shamei, Rabzeira said to his servant, Yichavin, you should have kavana, keep me in mind to be me that I should be doing the mitzvah utakali and blow for me. In other words, what he was telling him is, you can't just blow shofar for me when I hear the shofar and I'll be yaitzi. You, the one that blows, has to have him in mind that he's going to be mitzi in the mitzvah. So Alma, what do I see from this? Kasavar, Rabzeira holds, Mashmiya boy kavana. The one that's sounding the shofar for someone else has to have kavana to be mitzi, the other person listening. So the Gemara asks him this, what did we learn in the Mishnah? A person is walking behind the shul. Or his house was near the shul. And he hears the sound of the shofar, or the reading of the Megillah. So if he had a mind to be Yetzeh, so he's Yetzeh. Otherwise he's not Yetzeh. Or we had before the Pshat and the Gemara that he has to have in mind to actually hear clearly the sound of the Shafer and to hear clearly the Megillah. But what do we see in this Mishnah? So the Mishnah says that if you ask Kavana is Yetzir. But if you had Kavana, my Hava, how does that help? The other person, in other words, the one that's blowing the Shafer or the one that's reading the Megillah is not having you in mind. He has no idea that you're there. You're walking outside the shul or you have a house near the shul. He's not having you in mind to be Yaitse. So according to Rav Zayda, you have to have the other person in mind. So how could it be Yaitse? How do you mean? If you had Kavana, how does that help you? The other person, in other words, the one reading. Yes, the one reading does not have you in mind. And for the Gemara, Hocha B'Shliach Tzibur Askinan. In the Mishnah, we're talking about a Shliach Tzibur that's appointed to blow Shafer or to read the Megillah for everyone. The Daite Akula Alma. So he is thinking about everybody. He's not thinking about you specifically, but he's there to blow Shafer for everybody. So automatically you're included as well. He doesn't have to have you specifically in mind. Toshema, the Gemara brings now another Braise which we had before. Niskaven Shemeya. So you have the one that's listening to the sound of the shofar. So he had kavana for the mitzvah. <laughs> However, the one that's sounding the shofar, that's blowing the shofar, he did not have kavana. Or the reverse, the one sounding the shofar had kavana, but the one listening did not have kavana. You're not going to be yaitzeh. In order to be yaitzeh, the one blowing the shofar has to have kavana for the mitzvah, and the one listening has to have kavana for the mitzvah. So now, Katani, what do we see here? What does it say? Mashmiya dumye de shemeya. The one that's sounding the shofar is similar to the one that's listening to the sound of the shofar. Mashmiya, just like when it comes to the person listening to the sound of the shofar, shemeya laatzmai. He's listening for himself and he has a mind to be yaitzah for himself. He doesn't have to have a mind anything else. He's just listening. Af mashmiya, so so too when it comes to the one sounding the shofar for others, it's enough that if he has an, that he blows shofar for himself, and if others are going to hear, they're going to be yaitze. He does not have to have them in mind, because we're comparing the shemeya to the mashmiya. Just like the shemeya has a mind for himself, the mashmiya blows shofar for himself, 
and automatically the other one is going to be Yitzah. Ve Katani, and what does it say here in this Braise? According to most versions, the Loi has to be taken out. Ve Katani Yatsa, and it says here that if the Shemeya had a mind and the Mashmiya had a mind, you're going to be Yitzah, even if the Mashmiya is not having you in mind. If you get this lo yotza, then lo yotza means if the mashmia did not have a mind. So then lo yotza. But if he did have a mind, it will be yotza. But what does he have to have a mind though? Similar to the shemeya that's just thinking to be yotza for himself, the one sounding the shayfer and blowing it for everybody also has to only think for himself. He doesn't have to have anybody else in mind. That's what it seems from this b'raisa. The lo yotza? Uh, no, 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 that doesn't come up over there. Does not come up over there. So the Gemara says, Tanoihi, it's a machlaik is Tanoim. This halacha that Rabzeir said, that the one sounding the shayfa for others has to specifically have in mind to be mighty the others, this is a machlaik is Tanoim. And the Gemara here brings a clear b'raisa where there's this machlaik is. The Tanya will learn b'raisa, Shemeya, Shemeya la'atzmai. You're listening to the shayfa, you listen for yourself, you have a mind for yourself, you have to have anyone else in mind. And the same thing with Mashmiya, the one that's sounding the shofar for others. Also, Mashmiya Lefidarka, he blows the shofar like he, like he blows, and according to others, you actually add here into the words in the Gemara, Le'atzmai. It's like he, he just blows for himself Lefidarka, yeah, and if others are going to hear, others are going to hear. So the Tanakam is clearly saying that when you're blowing shofar and others are listening, you don't have to have them in mind. They're just going to be Yaitse if you blew and they hear. Then Amar Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi comes and says, no. You do have to have the others in mind if you want to be mighty them. And therefore he says the distinction that we said before. When it comes to Shliach Tzibur, he's having everybody in mind. That's what he's appointed for. So therefore he doesn't have to have you in mind. But if it's just an individual blowing shayfer, so then he's not going to have you in mind automatically. So then then you're not going to be yaitze unless the shemeya is having a mind to be yaitze and the mashmiya is also having you in mind to be mighty you. So therefore, Rab Zayda's halacha is following Rab Yaisi's opinion. And this is the actual psakdin in Shulchan Aruch, that when you come to be mighty someone else, you have to have him in mind. Unless it's a shleich tzibur. So for example, if you're coming Shabbos day and there's a Kiddush and there's someone that makes Kiddush every week for everybody, you don't have to specifically tell him, have me in mind with your Kiddush because he makes Kiddush for everybody. But if there's afterwards, there's one individual that's making Kiddush for himself and you want to be Yitzhah with his Kiddush, you have to tell him, have me in mind. It's exactly what Rabbi Yaisi is saying over here. This is the Psak Din, not only regarding Kiddush, regarding any mitzvah. This what, sugya here, what do say it's, not, it's not the same. I'll explain you afterwards, it's not the same. This sugya here is also the uh, source of the big Machlekes Rishonim and Paiskim. What's the Psak Din Lahalacha regarding the big question of whether mitzvah Srichas Kavana or not? Do we Paskin that mitzvahs require Kavana? Or do we Paskin mitzvahs do not require Kavana? So we had a discussion in the previous sugya about that. Rove, Rabbe, Abaye were discussing it. And over here we have Rab Zayre. So some Rishonim say that these two things go together. The, the concept of having kavana for the mitzvah and the concept of you blowing for someone else and having the other person in mind goes together. If you look in the top Rashi and the Ahmed here, so when Rashi explains Rab Zayda, that Rab Zayda said to his servant, have me in mind, what does it mean? Have me in mind for what? Have me in mind that I should be yaitzeh, the obligation of the mitzvah. So according to this Rashi, it must be that Rab Zayda held mitzvah srichas kavana. 
If mitzvahs don't need kavana, so then he doesn't have to have you a mind for the chiv of the mitzvah. He doesn't even have to have himself a mind for the chiv of the mitzvah. So it must be that Rabzeira, if we're paskining like Rabzeira, we also paskin that mitzvah sirich is kavana. That's one, one uh, shit and rishainim. What to do with the blower? It, with the? With the blower. What do you mean? What's the? The one who's, uh, he, 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 has to have a mind. Correct, both. The Rabzeira has to have a mind for himself to be a to the mitzvah. And then an additional requirement that the one blowing for you also has to have you in mind. But for what though? To have you in mind to be a to the mitzvah. So that's all based on the concept of mitzvah sriches kavana. Other Rishayim, however, say that what Rab Zayde is saying here is even if you hold mitzvahs ain't sriches kavana. You don't have to have kavana l'shem mitzvah. However, the one blowing for you has to have you in mind that he's blowing for you. Not l'shem mitzvah. I'm not blowing just for myself. I'm blowing for you as well. Not necessarily the shame mitzvah. Even if you hold mitzvah saying sriches kavana, when you're being mighty someone else, you have to just know that you're blowing for them. But not necessarily l'shem mitzvah. That's what many Rishayim hold. And therefore we pass the mitzvahs ein sriches kavana. someone else for what? For I'm blowing for myself and for you. Why? Wait, not the shame mitzvah necessarily. The shame what <laughs> is not something you have to have in mind. Obviously he's doing it for the purpose of the mitzvah, but that's not something you have to have in mind. You don't need that kavana. I'm blowing it for me and also for you. That's it. Correct, but. The point is, though, that from this requirement of Rab Zayde, you can't prove that, though. Possibly, oh, oh, oh. but from what Rab Zayde said, you can't prove that mitzvah sriches kavana. The Rambam's opinion is, a famous shit of the Rambam, going back to the Gemara before, the Rambam says that when it comes to all mitzvahs, ein sriches kavana, like for example, shayfer, lulav, and so on, you don't need kavana. The, again, let me do that again. According to the Rambam, all mitzvahs do need kavana. The only mitzvah that does not need kavana is the mitzvah of matzah, because you have no. When you have Hanah, that, for, that, for that kind of a mitzvah, you don't need Kavana. But for all other mitzvahs where there's no Hanah, over there you do need Kavana. That's the Rambam Shitta. So, so this Mishnah begins here with a subject related to, as Mepharshim explained, related to the concept of Kavana. That, that was the, the end of the previous Mishnah. So the, the, the Mishnah continues bringing something about Kavana. Lifts up his hand, and then the Eden will be strong in the war of Amalek. Is it the hand of Moshe that causes them to be victorious or to be defeated in the war? What this is saying to you is, When you look upward, and they subjugate their, heart, their hearts to the Father in heaven, then they were strong. But otherwise, they would fall. A similar thing we could say, you should make for yourself a snake and put it on this tall pole. Whoever gets bitten by a snake and will look there, he will live. This snake that they would look at, this would make them live or die. Hello, what it means is, when you look up to heaven, and they subjugate their hearts to their Father in heaven. And they would be healed. And otherwise they would die. Now the Mishnah says another halacha regarding shayfer. A person that's a cheresh. So usually in Mishnayis, whenever it mentions cheresh, it means someone that's deaf and mute. And a shayter and a cotton. A shayter and someone that's under bar mitzvah. They can't be mighty someone else the obligation of the mitzvah of shayfer. Here's the rule. 
If you yourself are not obligated in this mitzvah, you can't be mitzvah anyone else this mitzvah if you're not obligated. So as I mentioned, cheresh is usually a deaf mute. But here, regarding this Mishnah, because they're speaking about Shafer, there are some Rishayim that say that no, it's talking about someone that's deaf and not necessarily mute, only deaf. Why? Because the mitzvah of Shafer is to hear the sound of the Shafer. So if he's just deaf, so he can't hear, so he's not chayv in the mitzvah of Shafer either. So if we hear cheresh means just deaf, even not mute. That's what many Rishayim say. However, there's a, the, the Tzemach Tzedek here says that no, if it says in this Mishnah, just like in every other place, it means Dafka, deaf, mute. And a person that's only deaf and not mute, so he can blow the shayfer, but he can't hear the sound of the shayfer, he's obligated in the mitzvah of shayfer. And this Mishnah, this word Cheresh in this Mishnah, the two ways how to interpret the word Cheresh in the Mishnah, is the source of the big machlaikis regarding the mitzvah of shayfer. What's the main mitzvah? Is the mitzvah hearing the sound of the shayfer? Or is the mitzvah the blowing of the shayfer? If the mitzvah is hearing the sound of the shayfer, so then a cheresh, which is just deaf, is not obligated in the mitzvah. But if the mitzvah is blowing the shayfer, then if he's just deaf, so then he's still considered to be a bardas, he's chayv in the mitzvah, he's just chayv to blow, to blow the shayfer. Only a deaf mute will be potted from the mitzvah. So this is one of the sources for that machlekes. It's just blowing of it. Correct. But if you don't hear it... Does, there's no mitzvah to hear, just to blow. Skatem, through it, to blow. It's interesting, the Alter Rebbe, I mean, the most Rishayim say that the mitzvah is to hear. That's the Lashon of the Bracha that we say, L'shmaya kal shayfer. But the Tzemach Tzedek, on this Mishnah, has a bigger Riches, and he argues, no, the mitzvah is dafke to blow the shayfer, and not the hearing of the shayfer. Everybody's obligated in the blowing of the shayfer. Koyenim, Levim, Yisraelim, Geirim, Vavodim, Meshachronim. Uh, the, free, the slaves that were freed and they become Yidin, the tumtum va'adreginus. So a tumtum is someone that has no simonim to see if they're a zacher or a keve, a male or a female, and andreginus is someone that has both simonim, the simon of a zacher and of a nekeva. A person that's half eved and half freed. So let's say he was owned by partners, and one of them freed him and one of them did not. So he's half still an eved and half free. So he also is obligated in the mitzvah. Now the Bryce explains, Tum Tum, which has no simonim, we don't know if he's a male or female. He can't be mitzi anybody, not someone that's like him, and not someone that's not like him. Why? Because we don't know what he is. Could be it'll turn out that the truth is that he's a female. So if so, if he's in a keva, he's not obligated in the mitzvah, or she's not obligated in the mitzvah, so she can't be mitzi anyone else. So Tum Tum, we don't know what he is, so he can't be mitzi anybody. Androgynous. And Androgynous is someone that has the simon of a Zohar and of an Akeve. So therefore, Maitzi Esminoi, so then he could be Maitzi someone else that's just like him. But someone that's not like him, he can't be Maitzi. Someone that's half Eved and half freed. And a Maitzi, so he can't be Maitzi Esminoi, not someone that's like him. Not, not someone that's a full year, not like him. Why? Because when he blows Shaifer, Half of the tkia is coming from an Eved. This is a tkia that comes from a person that's half Eved and half Ancheiren. So therefore, he can't be Maitzi anybody. The Master said here in this Braise, Everybody is obligated to blow Shafer. Says the Gemara Pshita. Isn't this obvious? If these are not Chayiv, who is going to be Chayiv? I mean, this is a mitzvah like any other mitzvah. So, of course, the Kayan and Levim and Yisraelim are obligated to blow Shafer. 
So the Gemara says that the Chiddush over here is Kayanim Itztrichilei. The Chiddush is that Kayanim Achayef of Lo Shoifer. Why would I think they're not? So I would think to say, Oh, you look if the Pasuk says, Yoim Trua Yielachem. Rosh Hashanah is one special day that you blow Shoifer. So therefore I say as follows, Man, the less Yelabit Kiyad Achad Yoimeh. Someone that the blowing Shoifer is just for that one day. Hudu Machayvi. He's Chayv in the Mitzvah. But Vahani Kainim, these Kainim that are in the base of Mikdash. But Hoyov Isnu Bitki is the Cholashana. So since in the base of Mikdash they blow all year, they say, Vuchskatim Bachatzeit to Salalisechem, they blow with the trumpets for the Karbanis. So Eme Loy Lachayv. I would think maybe they shouldn't be Chayv because they have trumpets that they're hearing all year. It's not just one special day. Kamash Malan, that's Chivish that Kainim or Chayv to hear the Shafer as well. But the Gemara doesn't accept this pshat. Frek the Gemara, mi domi. How can you compare this that they hear the Chatzaitzris every day to the Shaifer? Hasam Chatzaitzris, Vahacha Shaifer. Over there, they're hearing the sound of the Chatzaitzris every day, and now we're saying there's one special day for Shaifer. So it's not, there's no, there's no comparison between the two. El the Gemara says a different pshat. Itztrich, I have to tell you that Kainam are obligated because Sokadaitach Amin, I would think to say as follows. Since it says in the Mishnah, Shavaha Yoival, Rosh Hashanah, Yoival is the same as Rosh Hashanah, Litkia, Ulebrachas, that you blow Shaifer, and the Brachas that you say, the Malchi is Achrenis and Shaifris. So therefore, there's Exeda Shavah, I compare the two. So maybe I should say as follows. Mandi, Isebe Mitzvah Sa Yoival, Isebe Mitzvah de Rosh Hashanah. One that the mitzvah of Yevil applies to him, the mitzvah of blowing Rosh Hashanah, the Shafri also applies to him. But Vahani Kainim, these Kainim, Hoyel Velesnu be mitzvah de Yevil. Since in some aspects of the mitzvah of Yevil, it does not apply to them. Where do I see this? The Tnan, we learned in the Mishnah. Kainim Ulevim, the Kainim and the Levim, Meichrin Le'Oilam, they could always sell any property that they want, and the Gaelin Le'Oilam, and they could also redeem it whenever they want. So Rashi explains what's going on over here. Rashi says it's not really a Chiddush. I mean, obviously you can sell whenever you want. That's not, not only Kainim Levim. Anybody could sell whenever they want. This is, Rashi says this is just brought to Chagav. The main thing is the next part. In Eretz Yisrael, when you sell a property, so then there's two halachas. If it's a property within a city that has a wall around it, so over there you just have one year to redeem it. If it's a property in a city that's open, that has no wall around it, so then you have... Then only after the Allah over there is that you have two years, two years to come and redeem it, right? Um, uh, again, uh, over there you have to actually wait. You have to wait two years, and after two years you can come and redeem it. So there are limitations. When it comes b'chlal for every year, there are limitations when you can come and redeem it. But for the Kayanim, you don't have any of these limitations. The Kayanim can come and redeem it whenever they want. That's the pshat in when it says here, Gaya Now, how is this related to Yevil? This is related to Yevil because all these halachas only apply in the time when there's Yevil. When there's no Yevil, these halachas don't apply. That's the, the pshat according to the Girsa that we have here in our Gemara. But Rashi, there's a long Rashi here, Rashi and Taisis both say the fact that they can redeem whenever they want does not make the point that, they don't, that the mitzvah of Yevil does not apply to them. How do you see that the mitzvah of Yevil doesn't apply to them? So therefore, if you look in the Rashi, he has another gersha. We're not talking about selling and redeeming what you sold, but we're rather talking about kainim could be maktish. They could make something hektish, any property they own, and then they could redeem it whenever they want. And this 
shows how, they, how Yevil does not apply to them. Why? Because by Yayid, when he sells something, not, not sells, again, when he's maktish something to hektish, what happens is if hektish then went and sold it, and then you did not redeem it before Yevil, when Yevil comes, it does not go back to the original owner. Who gets it when Yevil comes? It goes to the Kainim. The original owner never gets it back. Whereas when it comes to Kainim, when, even if they're maktish something, and they didn't redeem it before Yevil, it doesn't matter. A Kayin always has the right to redeem anything that it was maktish to hektish forever. Yevil is not affected. So here is a halacha where you see that, the, that Yevil does not apply to a Kayin. So if Yevil doesn't apply to a Kayin, I would think to say that the mitzvah of Shafir doesn't apply to them as well. As the Gemara continues, Maybe the mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah, which is compared to Yevil, they should not be obligated as well. Kamash Malon, that's the Chiddush here. In this Braise said that the Kayinim and the Levim are Chayim in the mitzvah of Shafir. Then it said in the Braise, If you're half Evet and half free, you can't be Moitzi. It's Kainim and the Levim, it goes together. Chayre. Yisraelim Taka didn't have to say, the main Chiddush was the Kainim. So again, so the half Evet and a half Ben Chayrin can't be Moitzi, not his Min, someone like him and not someone not like him. Because it's, he's half Evet, so he, how could he blow the Shafer for anybody? So Ravone says, but for himself, he could blow Shafer. So Amalei Rav Nachman Rav Hone, Rav Nachman asks Rav Hone, how could he blow even for himself? What's the difference? For others he can't blow, why not? Because the half of Eved that he is can't be mighty another person that's free. Even another person that's like him, but you can't be mighty the other person, that part of him that's free that has to be Yaitse, and he, which is half Eved, is being mighty him. So if so, the same thing applies if he's blowing for himself. His half of being an Eved, which is blowing the Shafer, cannot even be mighty himself, the part of him that's freed. So how could he even blow for himself? So Rav Nachman says, A person that's half Eved and half a Ben Chayrin can't blow Shafer even for himself. This is what it says in the Braisen, he can't be mighty even himself because he's half an Abed. In connection to this, the Gemara brings more general halachas regarding being mighty another yid with a mitzvah. So, Tani Ahava Berei de Rabzeira. Ahava, the son of Rabzeira, learned a braise that Kola Brachis Kulon. When it comes to all brachas, even if you were yaitse, the bracha, mighty, you could be mighty others. So, what we're talking about over here is a bracha for a mitzvah. A bracha of a mitzvah, so even though you were yaitz already, you could be mighty others. Why? Didn't we say in the Mishnah, the Klal is, that if you yourself are chayiv, then you could be mighty someone else. But if you're not chayiv, you can't. So you already made the bracha, how you can be mighty someone else? So Rashi says, this is the concept of kol Yisrael, areven zeh bezeh. Even if you were yaitz for yourself, but because you have the mitzvah of arvos, if another year did not do the mitzvah yet, it's also your obligation to be mighty him, or to, do, to make sure that he does the mitzvah. So therefore you could be mighty him. But when it comes to making a bracha on food, like bread or wine, and Rashi says this is just an example, it refers to any birchas anenen, any brachas that you make on food. So over here, the other person doesn't have an obligation to eat, that now it becomes my obligation to see to it that he does it. 
He wants to eat. He doesn't have to eat. If he wants to eat, he's not allowed to eat without a bracha. She'im layatza mighty. So then if you yourself did not make a bracha yet, and you're going to be eating the food, so then you can make the bracha and have the other person in mind. But vim yatsa in the But if you made the bracha for yourself already, you can't, ma- you can't make the bracha for the other person because the other person has no obligation to make this bracha. The concept of arvos is only if the other person has an obligation. So now the Gemara has a question. Boy, Rav, Rav asked the question, how about birchas halechem shal matzah, the bracha of hamaitzi, which is a birchas hanenen, but you're making this bracha when you're eating the mitzvah of matzah. Or birchas hayayin shal kiddush hayayin. Or the bracha of bayri that you're making when you're making kiddush, Friday night. Somehow, what's with this? Could you be maitzi with this bracha, someone else, if you already made kiddush? Do I say, since true it's a birchas but why am I making this birchas right now? Because I have to make kiddush on the wine. And therefore, this birchas becomes a bracha which is an obligation for the mitzvah of the kiddush. Or the same thing, the hamaitzi for the matzah. I'm, I'm eating the matzah because of the, the mitzvah. So therefore, even the bracha of hamaitzi is for the mitzvah of matzah. So I could be maitzi another person. Or perhaps, bracha lav chayvihi. No, this bracha is not an obligation. This bracha is just a plain birchas anenen. The bracha of alachilas matzah, or maybe the other bracha of Kiddush that you say that you can be mighty the other person. But the bracha of birchas anenen, that's just a bracha on the food. And that you can't be mighty someone else if you already made Kiddush, or if you already ate the matzah. So the Gemara says, Toshema. Huh? Yeah, to make a Kiddush again, after you made Kiddush the first time. So the Gemara brings the Raya, the Omar Ravashi, Ravashi said, when I was by Rav Papi, he made Kiddush for us. And then, and then his worker came from the field Friday night. They arrived late from the field. He made Kiddush for them again. And the Gemara knows that what this means is he made Kiddush and he even made the bracha of Bayri Priyagof and he was mighty then with the bracha of Bayri Priyagof as well. So you see that you make Kiddush once, you make Kiddush again, and even the bracha of Bayri Priyagof and you can be mighty someone else. What? No, it's talking about by night. That's what it's talking about. I mean, you're talking about a worker coming from the field. It's Friday. You should not cut the bread, but it doesn't just mean to cut the bread. It means you're making the bracha of hamaitzi when you cut the bread for the guests. You want to be mighty then with the bracha. Unless you're also eating and you have to make the bracha and then you could be mighty them. As we said before, if you have to make the bracha, you can be mighty. But if you don't have to make the bracha, so you can't be mighty someone else. But if, even if you already made the bracha for yourself, you can cut the bread and make the bracha again for your children. And what this is talking about, children that are small, and you want to teach them how to make the bracha, for the purpose of chinuch, you're allowed to make a bracha and to help your child and teach him how to make the bracha, and it's not a bracha lovatala. If you're saying halal and megillah, which are both a mitzvah mid rabbanon, even if you are already yaitze the mitzvah of halal, you are yaitze megillah because this is a mitzvah. Even though you are yaitze already, you can say it again to be mighty someone else. Again, like we said in the beginning, the concept of arvos, that if another you didn't do the mitzvah yet, it's your obligation to see to it that he does the mitzvah so you can say the halal and the megillah for him and make the brachas for him. Hadran Allah Rauhu Bezdin. This is the conclusion of the third Paytik of Mesechta Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
No, by night as well. But not in the country, anywhere outside the Beis HaMikdash. And Rashi here says, this includes even the city of Yerushalayim. When the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, his Rabbi Yechel ben Zakkai, Rabbi Yechel ben Zakkai instituted, that they should blow in any place where there is a Bezdin. And the Rishayim say, as we'll see in the Gemara, the whole concern is that he might come to carry the Shafer, but in a place that there's a Bezdin, we're not concerned. Omer Abelazah, says, not in every place. Rabbi Yechenin only instituted this in the place of Yavne, where you had the Sanhedrin Gedeila there. The whole Sanhedrin of 71 was there in Yavne. So a place like in Yavne, or in any other place where the whole Sanhedrin is, then by a Bezdin of 71, there you could blow the Shafer, but not by any other Bezdin. Amruloi, so they said to Rabbi Lazar, Elchad Yavne, this is both whether it's in Yavne, or in any other place, where there is a Bezdin, even if it's not a Bezdin like the Sanhedrin, any Bezdin, you can blow the Shafer there. That was part of Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai's Takana. V'oid Zais, another point here, Hoysa Yerushalayim Yeseira al Yavne. There was an advantage regarding the city of Yerushalayim more than Yavne. The Gemara is going to explain why it says V'oid. We didn't, we didn't say, we weren't comparing Yavne to Yerushalayim Tiller, so why does it say V'oid? But the Mishnah is going to make a point of how Yerushalayim has an advantage over Yavne. Shakal ir shihiroya. Any city that you can see Yerushalayim, Vishimas, and you can hear the sound of the Shafi from Yerushalayim, Ukraiva, and it's close enough to Yerushalayim, Vichailullah, and you can come there on, on Yantif, Taken. You can blow in that city as well. So not only in Yerushalayim, but also if it's close enough, with all these things that we just mentioned, you can blow there as well. But in Yavne, they would only blow in the Bezdin, but not in any other cities that are near Yavne like it was in Yerushalayim. Some Farshim say, some Rishayim say, the Rambam says, that in the end of the Mishnah, we're talking about the whole city of Yerushalayim. Right? So therefore, the Rambam says that in the beginning of the Mishnah, when it says that they would blow in the base of Mikdash, that Mikdash means also the whole Yerushalayim. Not just the base of Mikdash, like you see in the end of the Mishnah, that it's speaking about the whole Yerushalayim. But Rashi doesn't learn this way. Teisus here says, maybe Rashi would agree to this, that this that it says in the beginning of the Mishnah that they would blow only in the base of Mikdash, that's when the base of Mikdash is standing. Then they would blow only in the base of Mikdash. But after the Chorban base of Mikdash, they would blow in the whole city of Yerushalayim. And after the Chorban, that's the next part of the Mishnah in the end, when it says that not only in Yerushalayim, but along the, all the outlying cities that are near, close enough to Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim? Love Dafka, actually. No, we'll see in the Gemara. Uh, outside Yerushalayim, if it's near Yerushalayim and it could see and hear Yerushalayim, I don't even know if it needs a bezin either. No. We'll see in the Hamshchal the Gemara. We'll see. So, the Gemara, from where do I know that on Shabbos you can't blow Shafer outside of the Beis Hamikdash? Because there's one pasuk that says Shabbos and Zichrin Trua. That it's a, it's a yantiv and it's zichrein trua. It's a remembrance of the trua. Another pasuk, it says, Yoim trua. It's a day that you actually blow shoifer. So do you actually blow shoifer? Or is it just remembering the union of shoifer? So the, the, these two psukim is not a question. If yantiv is on Shabbos, then you don't blow the shoifer. And a yantiv that's on a weekday, then you blow the shoifer. 
So the Gemara asks on this, If you're saying that, the, that, this, that you're not allowed to blow shofar on Shabbos, we learn from the Pasuk, because it says, If so, Why should there be a difference between inside the base of Mikdash or outside the base of Mikdash? How would they blow shofar inside the base of Mikdash? Void, another question. Halav malachihi, blowing shofar is not a malacha, that you need a pasik to come and say, to minimize and say that you don't blow the shofar. Rashi is actually not good as the word lav malacha. Rashi is good as void ha malachihi. You read it as a wonder. Is this, is this a malacha? In other words, the pshat and the gemara over here is, you're telling me that there's one pasik telling me that you do have to blow. Then another Pasuk coming and saying, no, you don't blow. So if it would be a Malacha, then I would say that the Pasuk Yom Trua is coming to let you know that although it's a Malacha, so you may, you may have thought that you can't do this in Yontif, nevertheless, no, Yom Trua, you do have to blow. And then the other Pasuk, Zichrein Trua, would come and say, no, not always. You can't, you can't blow on, uh, on Shabbos. You can only blow on Yontif. Right? But since it's not a malacha b'chlal, so this whole pshat that you're saying for these two psukim is not, doesn't apply b'chlal. It's, it's not a malacha. And the Gemara brings, where do I see that it's not a malacha to blow shayfer? Because the Tanya, or the Tanya, the Be'i Shmuel, kol melechas avedu leisasa. Teir says, you're not allowed to do any malacha. So yotzasat ki shayfer erdiyas apas. This does not include blowing shayfer. Blowing shayfer is not a malacha. And also the Diyas Apas. The Diyas Apas is in the olden days, the ovens, when they would put bread into the oven, they would attach it to the walls. And that's how it would bake and it would get a crust on the wall. And then they would have to remove it from the wall. They had a special utensil to remove it from the wall. So of the oven. So both blowing shayfir is not osamanateyre and taking out the bread is a skill, but it's not a malacha. Right? And Tkiyah shayfir, why is Tkiyah shayfir osamanateyre? Why is Kiyosh Shefer Asim Because it's a Uvdin Dechayel. Now usually it's, it's, it's with Asim Bechlal on every Shabbos. And any Shabbos Bechlal, you're not allowed to blow Shefer. Why? Because it's a Uvdin Dechayel. It's, it's, it's a mundane weekday activity. Okay? But it's not an Isim in though. So you can't say that these two psukim are coming to address blowing of the Shefer. So Rav says, Midairaise Mishre Shari. Min Atayri, you're allowed to blow Shefer on Shabbos. And the Rabbanon, the ones that made a Gezeide, like Rabbi said, Everybody's obligated to blow Shefer. Not everybody knows how to blow. So therefore, You might take the Shefer to someone that's proficient, that he should teach you, and you might carry it for Amis and the Rishos this is the reason by Lulev and also by Megillah. Why? Because we're afraid that he might carry it in the Rosh Hashanah. But Alter Rebbe Shachanarach says that Shefer is not exactly the same by Lulev and Megillah because really by Shefer, as I mentioned before, the reason why in Allah Rabbi Shefer is, Alter Rebbe says, is because it's a mundane activity. That's the real Isser. Elamai, the question is, the mitzvah should push off the Isser Medir of it being a Uvdin Dechayel. Why does the mitzvah not push off the fact that it's a Uvdin Dechayel? Because we're afraid So ultimately by Shefer, according to the Alter Rebbe, the reason is you don't blow Shefer on Rosh Hashanah because it's a mundane activity, because of Uvdin Dechayel. These two psukim, the Gemara doesn't explain it here, I don't know. The Yerushalmi, by the way, brings these two psukim and that's the Maskan in the Yerushalmi. But here the Bavli asks questions on this. 
Sagt the Gemara Mishachara, based on Migdash Shiskan Rabbi Yechenem ben Zakai. So the Gemara here brings this Takana that Rabbi Yechenem Zaki made that in a Bezdin you should blow the Shafer or in Yavne. So it brings the story of what happened. So Tana Rabbana we learned in the Brais, Pamachas, Chol, Rashashana, Liyaz, Bishabbos. So one time Rashashana fell out on Shabbos. And as some of Farshim say, this was the first time this happened after the Chorban Beis Amikdash. And where were the Yidin then? Where was the Bezdin, the Sanhedrin? They were in Yavne. And all the people from all the cities gathered to Yavne over there to hear to see if they're going to blow Shoifer or not. said to the Bnei Beseder, Rashi says they were the G'dayli Adar, they were the great people in the generation. So they said, so Rabbi Yechenem says to the Bnei Beseder, Nitka. Let's blow Shoifer. Right? Just like when Besamikdash they blew Shoifer. So over here we have the Bezdin, the Sanhedrin here in Yavna. Let's blow Shoifer. Amrulai, so the Bnei Seder said to Rabbi Yechenem Zakkai, Nidin. Let's discuss this. Let's, let's see if this is the right thing that we should do or not. Amalahem, Rabbi Yechenem Zakkai says to them, Nitka, Vachakach Nidin. Let's first blow the Shoifer and then we'll discuss it. Then what happened? Once they already blew the shofar, so not Omruloi, the Bnei Beseid, etc. So let's let's discuss this whether this is the right thing that we should institute over here that in the Bezdin of Yavna we should blow shofar. The horn has been blown and the shofar has been blown in Yavna already. And after the fact, once everybody heard this and everybody saw what was done, if we're going to start discussing now and take it back, it's going to become an embarrassment for the Bezdin and people will say that we made a mistake, so let's leave it as is. So that's how Rabbi Yechon Mazakai pushed through his uh, takana that he wanted to institute that you should be able to blow in the Bezdin. Okay, the next thing it said in the Mishnah was that the Tanakhama said, anywhere there's a Bezdin, you can blow. Rabbi Lazar said, only in Yavne, right? It was only in Yavne. And then the, Gemara, the Mishnah continued, they said to Rabbi Lazar, that this is not only in Yavne, but this is in any place. So the Gemara asks, The opinion that's brought in the beginning is also saying every Bezdin, anywhere. And then the Omruloi that's responding to Rabbi Loza seems to be saying the exact same thing. That they told Rabbi Loza anywhere, not only in Yavna. So why is the Mishnah repeating this again? So the Gemara answers there's a difference. The difference is If you have a Bezdin that is not a set Bezdin that's established in a place, it's a Bezdin that is temporary. So according to the Tanakhama, any Bezdin, anywhere, even if it's temporary, but Rashi holds actually that it has to be a Bezdin of at least 23 though. You don't need the bezin of 71 like Yavna, but you need a bezin of 23, but they don't have to be permanent in their place. That's what the Tanakhama is saying. Whereas according to the Omruloi, the next opinion that's brought in the Mishnah that argues with Rabbi Lazar, they argue with Rabbi Lazar that said that the Takan of Rabbi Yechanan Mazaka was only by a bezin of 71. However, by a bezin of 23, it has to be a bezin that's established, that, that has a set place, not just a bezin that's in a temporary place. That's the difference here.